Welcome back to the Redneck Tech Podcast, brought to you by Diamondback Covers. This is going to be episode number 46, and we're going to be joined on this episode by Drew Seals. Drew is an absolutely incredibly talented 26-year-old, I learned, in this uh, podcast producer that uh, has been doing a lot of really cool stuff with Blood Origins. Um, he's doing a lot of cool waterfowl, waterfowl film stuff, which more power to him. You know how I feel about waterfowl. Um, we talked a little bit about how he operates his business, you know, being kind of doing the same thing I'm doing. He's actually going to start working for a production company starting in January and, uh, just learning about some things that you can do to add value that you can do to get and retain clients and just a lot of good insight from somebody who's been around the block and who creates a lot of really cool content. Some of the best out there in my opinion. So check it out. This is Drew Seals. Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good, man. Just stuck in the editing bay all day. Yeah, I am the same. I've been home for three days, and I've been in this chair for three days, so... I feel your pain. So where did you just get back from? I recently got back from Saskatchewan, Canada. It's chasing chasing ducks. Called, yeah, geese, ducks, whatever whatever was in season yeah. and we flew our way. God bless you. Yep, yep, it was an experience, but it was uh nonetheless fun. I saw a picture today that uh, I think Jake Latradis, I think is how you say his last name. Uh, Latondris is that how you say yeah. it? I don't know how you say his last name. So. But uh, yeah, I saw a picture. Yeah, I saw a picture of him today in, you know, thigh deep water with his red with God. I don't even know what lens. The lens was. It looked like a ten thousand millimeter. It was gigantic. Oh uh, yeah, one a, of the real big ones. Yeah, yeah. and on a on one you're talking about on a two hundred dollar tripod, and I even commented on it. I was like, dude, you've got a four thirty thousand dollar rig on a two hundred dollar tripod. God bless you. Like, well, I mean, he did dump he did dump his red in the swamp not well, too, too long ago. So he was he was on the verge <laughs> in that picture. Like my stomach turned just looking at the picture. Like it was so much hey, so, I had to comment. That's how I roll, man. I, I like his style. Y'all, y'all are braver than me because that's a red. A red <laughs> is on. Yeah, a red is on my purchase list, and that is another reason I don't like doing duck hunts. Is that you're just flirting with disaster all the time when you're doing oh, duck yeah. hunts. Yeah, I've floated pelican cases in the swamp. Oh, I've done that. I have done you, that. You name it. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh, yeah, dude. Well, uh, dude, I want to. I wanted to talk to you about a couple of different things. Um. I'm I'm super impressed with some of the stuff that you're doing. Um, how old are you? I am 26. 26. You're a couple years younger than me. Super impressed with what you're doing. Um, I try my best to follow along with some of the stuff you're working on. And, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm not ashamed to say, you know, I've watched some of your stuff and gotten ideas and inspiration. And I think that's that's a good thing in this industry when you have people that you can look to for those things. Um, Absolutely. I uh, I enjoy watching some of the stuff that you put out and and kind of wanted to get into which I kind of get ahead of myself, but I know you've been all over creation like I have this year. What's some of the stuff that you've worked on this year that you're super excited to see finished? 
Oh, well, first off, I appreciate that. Uh, it's not often, you know, we get to get our name out there and stuff. We're always behind the scenes. And, yep. you know, you see our name on the credit list at the end. But Well, sometimes you don't lot, even see a that. A lot of us, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes you don't even see that. You're right. But no, man, uh, this year has been wild ride for me. It started, let's see, back with... Uh, Robbie Kroger of Blood Origins, you know, that was a big project uh, throughout the year. We went on a sheep hunt back in February and ultimately went on a elk hunt in September. So in between those two hunts, you know, we uh, we did a little spree. We went to California. We went to Canada. We went to South Dakota, Missouri, all over Texas a couple times getting content for the blood origins and uh so that kept me busy you know for the most part and then just squeezing in you know some freelance hunts whenever i could or personal hunts and stuff like that well, along which, with the the weddings and stuff that i have back home yeah trying to you know do my own thing where is home for you south mississippi right now south actually, mississippi uh, yep i was born and raised in a town called wiggins uh don't have much. We got a Walmart and a couple of red lights. Hey, that's all you need is Walmart, man. That's it. We were good, man. We were living high on the hill, but uh, now I reside in Gulfport. But I'm currently in the process of moving to East Texas to a town called Lufkin to uh, help a company called Nature's Eye. They have a multiple company. They uh, they're relaunching their media team, and I am going to kind of take that head on and run with it so nice well looking, when, looking when is, forward to that transition so we'll start there january 7th okay that was my so. next question is when is that all going to get started so january all right well good for you man you're looking you looking yeah. forward to that yeah it's going to be uh you know i'm going to obviously have uh you know a bigger team i'm going to be more than just a guy with a couple cameras you know there's going to be a team of uh other photographers i'm going to be working with some uh freelance guys and then obviously just the clients of nature's eye are just going to open up some big doors. Well, good, man. See, you're going the opposite direction of where I went. <laughs> so I came from the, a bigger production company and now I went to by myself and you're going from by yourself to a big production company. Really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went the opposite direction and you're going, huh. <laughs> you're going yep. the other direction, which yeah, is, I is got to that point. Well, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you my perspective on it because I've been yeah. I've been in both roles is there the one thing about being on my own that I don't like is not having a team of people either for a for help or b for somebody to give you a second set of eyes to look at something because when you're doing the same thing every day and you're the only guy and you're the only set of eyes you know yeah. so, it's really easy to fall into a a rhythm where either everything looks the same or you're just getting, the, you know, you're doing the easy thing, you know, whether that's in editing, whether that's in shooting, you know, regardless of what that is, you're not taking the extra time to pre-produce. Yeah. You're just kind of get them in, get them out type thing, which I mean, that can happen in a big production company as well. But exactly. you know, that's one of the things that I miss is being able to holler down the hallway and say, Hey, you know, so-and-so can you come look at this and tell me what you think? And, that was one of the great things is they were always brutally honest and said, I love it, I hate it, you know, change this, change that, that kind of thing. So I do miss that about it. Um, but to be 100% honest, I'm really enjoying this solo thing too. 
Yeah, my main thing, you know, is obviously the traveling. Oh yeah, which uh, I mean, just, that's tra- traveling. It is rough. Traveling's tough, you know. The wife well, wants you home. No, and... dude, wait until you get wait until you get three youngins at home, then come talk I to know, me. I know. I can't even fathom that. Yeah, it's it's rough, especially now that they're getting old enough to say, you know, when they when you Facetime them to check on them at night, and they say, "When are you coming home?" That's when it's that's when it gets really really tough. Um, my wife. Don't get me wrong. I love my wife. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm coming home to see her, but I'm coming home to see my kids. You know, yep. it, it's it's like I did. I mean, I'm sure you did this too, but I did one run this year. It was 25 days long, 25 days straight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, about 10 days, 15 days into that, I was like, okay, this is, this is enough. And that's usually my wife's cutoff. 10 to 14 days is like when she's like, okay, time for you to come home. Yep. She does, re- yeah, she does really well in that time frame, but. Past that, like last year I did 33 days and she told me I'll never, you'll never do that again. And then this year I did 25 and, and let's be honest, next year I'll probably end up, I mean, September only comes once a year and elk season only comes once a year. So you you gotta go. And that is the the beauty. Well, that's the beauty and the downfall. This, I guess, business is everything happens in such a condensed amount of time. You know, the, the being on the road is inevitable. Like the fact that I'm at home and you're at home the first week of November is crazy. Um, yep. which is, I guess it just kind of worked out schedule wise for me, which I've had calls to go other places, but dude, it, it call it would cost me more money to be on the road right now filming than all the edits that I have to get done before I leave. Yep. I'm in the same boat. Well, <clears throat> I know, I know the feeling all too well. Yeah. Well, uh, tell me about, tell me about your red. We were talking about that earlier. So how long have you had a red and what's your, what's been your experience with it? Cause I've ran one a decent amount, and that's yeah. that's on my purchase list. But I can't. I, I'm having trouble justifying it because I've got some projects I'd like to use it on. But for the most stuff that I shoot, mm-hmm. it's it's way overkill, and they're such a huge pain in the butt to work with. Yeah, it's it's a love hate thing, you know. As far as is uh, it more love or is it more hate? It just depends on what kind of guy you are. You yeah, know no I mean? doubt. If, if, if you're a I wouldn't say that I'm a perfectionist, but you know I, I'm a biggest critic. So I'll sit back. Oh here no and doubt. I, so I'm like, man, it looks good for my 5D Mark IV and my Sony FS5. Like, but what would it look like if it was come from a Red Dragon sensor and was and was shot raw? And I'm scared to death of what that question. I'm scared to death. Yeah. Uh, see, because like, I'm going to ask my. It would be so much cooler if it was that. That's yeah. just how I was. I was like, man, I was, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it big, you know? Well, I see, and I asked myself that question, but then I also am I'm a pragmatist in the back of my mind that says, it's going to look better and it's going to be more awesome, but my, my bank account is going to be way less. And. I'm going to have to get that many more hard drives, that much more storage, yeah. that much more of a headache in post. And it's like, I'm yeah. trying to weigh those options and I just kind of wanted you to tell me it's worth it or it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, it, like I said, it depends on your style. Me, you know, I don't mind it taking 25 to 30 seconds for my camera to boot up. I know what shot I'm there for. I know what I feel confident in having that you know some people might say hey i can't justify an hour and a half battery life with taking it 35 seconds to boot up then i got to get my settings right like i just i'm comfortable with it 
we're duck hunting. You know, I, I know when the action's about to pick up. I can I can read the ducks, or I can the deer woods. You you know, you see a deer from three hundred yards. You got thirty seconds for it to boot up. Yeah. Maybe in the middle of the rut, it might be a little different. I'll bring some extra batteries, keep it running, just keep it in sleep mode. You know, because you never know when something's going to come barreling over the hill or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I mean, and then as far as, uh, you know, it's heavy, it's bulky, it's loud in the ground blind. I mean, it sounds like the ground blind's about to take off and go flying. Yeah. And then um, choose through batteries, man. Good Lord, the ones yeah, I've batteries, used, choose media, through batteries. Like media is huge, you know. I can fill up, I got a 240 gig card that I run all the time and I, I fill it up in a, a good day of, you know, if it's good, if I hit a morning golden hour and an evening golden hour at like a wedding or at a hunting camp, I'll fill a card up and it's 240 gigs a day. Mm-hmm. You know, a week trip, you're filling up a terabyte just on the red. That's not counting no, all your other drone and 5D footage and time lapses and photos and whatever else you got on there. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, that's, I mean, that's exactly the, the thought process <clears throat> that I've had is I think it's, I think it, it's very warranted in certain projects, but that would be my that would be the hardest thing for me is to just use it on the projects that it's needed for and not use it on but everything. There's there's been multiple times where, you know, somebody commented, you know, I get a lot of people messaging me on Instagram or something. Hey man, you know, I'm thinking about getting a red. What what do you think to film hunts? I'm like, man, dude, if you're just filming hunts, dude, like, won't you just get like a A7S or something that you can fit in your bag? with a couple lenses you can take photos with it and it's great in low light and it does slow motion and you can do everything you want with that one little camera you don't need to go out and get you anything that shoots raw like you're not going to do anything but post it to facebook for your buddies to see yeah or maybe make a little carbon tv series or something i mean that's what the world's going to uh yeah no doubt I've, I've sent people videos and they're like, dang, man, I got to get me a red. And I'll be like, plot twist. None of that's red footage. Yeah. That's Sony FS5 and Canon 5D. And yeah. Like, Don't lie to well, me. I'm like, I'm that, telling you. Well, that and I've always, I've always said, I mean, a red is an amazing tool. But you give you give a red to a rookie and you give a, a 5D Mark IV to somebody who knows what they're doing. And I'll take yeah. the guy that knows what he's doing. Exactly exactly yeah and that like, kind of you, you could you could give you could go out and pick 10 novice guys give every one of them a red 8k epic whatever and then you could go out and give rock house motion a bunch of canon 5d mark threes and some stuff from best buy and let them both put together a little production and you can definitely tell oh yeah you know what i mean no doubt Con- content's key Knowing how to tell a story. Con- yeah, absolutely. If you're not telling a story, if you're not getting all the yeah. pieces to the puzzle, I call it, then, you know, yeah. anybody can go out there, flip it to 4K 120, and get some pretty slow-mo stuff. Absolutely. And, but that does it. that's a music video. That's not a story. Exactly. You know, and it's it's uh, that's what's frustrating to me, which is kind of what I wanted to, kind of a perfect segue into kind of the next thing I wanted to talk about. And that's kind of like when you're telling a story and you're, you're trying to be creative, and, I, and I've had this conversation with a lot of guys. Is, you know, I've filmed a bunch of deer hunts, bunch of duck hunts, bunch of deer, you know, turkey hunts, 
and for the most part, you know, any way that you can show a hunt has been done. So yep. how how do you where do you find creativity? How do where do you find inspiration? What's a way that you try and mix it up? Is there a, you know a method to your madness, or is it something to where I, I kind of have a? I mean, and I'll give you kind of mine is I have a method to my madness, kind of. I'm a I'm a fake it till you make it kind of guy, but I know when I see something I like, I can run with it. So, where's some places that you look for creativity, some inspiration? You know, what's your process in that? Yeah, so I agree with you there. Sometimes you know you, you do something and you get lucky, and you're like, "Whoa, hey, that kind of looked cool. I'm gonna leave it like that." Yeah. Uh, but you know, as far as creativity goes, it's kind of I live in the moment. You know, uh, I'm always ready to capture something. Uh, for one, uh, I don't really watch much outdoor TV, so I don't really pay attention to what's happening in the world. I'll watch more films, short films and stuff, and not even outdoor-related stuff, you know? Yeah. You go watch some of stuff on Nat Geo, Camp 4 Collective, stuff stuff like that, you know? Uh, get inspiration from that. Heck, my wife will be watching TV shows or something, and I'll see something that was really cool, the way they edited it or the way they shot it, and I'll be like, how can I transform that into an outdoor show? Yeah. Well, my problem with that is I see stuff like that all the time. I actually have a, uh, a, a notes on my yeah, phone. I've got no, yeah, mine too. Well, my thing is I've got notes section on my phone. I've got a saved section on my Instagram, and Same. I've got a saved section in my Facebook that when I go to do a project and I want to try and change things up, I'll go through those things and try and find ways of you know implementing some of those things. But the problem is, very few times do I find a way to translate them? I guess it's because most of the things that I watch, kind of like you, that I get inspiration from, are not outdoor hunting related. They're yeah. either, they're either like some sort of like, like, I wouldn't say like a daytime sitcom, but like, you know, they're, they're like a, a an action movie or they're, yeah. you know, some sort of special. A commercial. I, I see a lot of stuff yeah. in commercials, man. Yeah. Well, um, and like there's some, sometimes they're like really cool. Just sometimes there's simple edits or they're yep. like shots, and I'm like, gosh, I'd love to do that. Then I'm like, yeah, where yeah. would I ever do that? And that's always yep. my problem is trying to find the place to do that. And that's that's why I'm so excited about my you know my future job. You know, with Nature's Eye, like we're going to be working with some. Uh, obviously, we're going to be doing the same thing as far as film producing and editing and stuff for clients in the outdoor industry, but. We're going to, you know, be looking to do more like commercial shoots and stuff like that and short films, branding films for companies. And, and that's where, you know, I'll, I'll tend to get creative with, with shots and try to, you know, tell, tell the story in a different way rather than, okay, we're up here hunting in Kansas and it's yeah. the rut and we never, there's a big yeah. deer in the area. Like, yeah. I we, get it. We've not seen that before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's. Like, I'm really excited. To, I get a lot of inspiration from other guys, you know. Obviously, you got the, the goats, as I like to call them, uh, in the industry. You got the rock house motions. Uh, I actually got to work with uh, one of my biggest idols, Brian Dryden. He uh, he owns Motion Culture, their production company out of Baton Rouge, and uh, they produce the Passion Pursuit series. If you haven't seen that, man, the dude is uh, he's a, he's a wizard for sure. And uh, so I got to work with him on that trip to Canada, and 
the film's supposed to drop actually this month, I believe, at the end of the month. And I can't wait to watch that one. So, yeah, just watching guys like those and, you know, you're, you're ultimate, ultimately you're going to think, oh, they did that and that turned out really cool. I need to do the same exact thing. Or, you know, my, my advice there is to go out and see if you can make it look like Rock House. See if you can make it look like these guys that you idolize. If you do, don't post it, you know, just tell yourself, okay, you can do that. Now, what can you go out and do that's cooler or in your eye equivalent but different? Yeah, put your own spin, put your yeah, spin, put your put your spin on, on it. it, yeah. Try to turn those guys' heads say, whoa, he took what we did and he did it in a different way and it's very genius. That's kind of yeah. how I like to work. Yeah, I mean, there's... There's not. Which, I mean, there's still there's some original. Nothing wrong with imitating, but you don't have to post it every time you do it. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, well we're not that's even. That's how gonna, you blend in. Yeah, we're not going to get into social media because then that's a whole nother yeah. that's a whole nother can of worms. But yeah, exactly. now I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Well, the the other thing I want to talk to you about, and this is kind of what I wanted to get into, is you know being the main subject of the whole thing is, you know, you ran your own business for a while. I'm doing freelance, doing weddings, doing outdoor content. Uh-huh. And um, one of the things that I get asked a lot is, you know, first of all, how do you do that? And what does that look like? Um, you know, and I can, I've told my version of that, but what does it look like? You know, what's that look like for you? I know it's a lot of travel. It's a lot of time, but like, how do you manage your time? How do you get clients? And more importantly, which I want to talk about the most, is how do you keep clients? Yeah, so... I've been fortunate. I mean, luckily, my wife keeps me in line as far as uh, dates and whatnot. So as soon as somebody messages me or calls me, hey, man, looking for these dates or this date, or I get a text message, before I even book it, as soon as I hear the dates, I, I go to her. She checks my book, makes sure I'm good. She keeps me in line. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't know where where I'm supposed to be next week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so... But with that said, I, uh, you know, she keeps me in line on that. And then as far as, what was your question as far as maintaining clients? Well, like, like, you know, I get the question a lot, like, how do you get your clients? Like, you know, I have a client list of people that I work with. And I I, I mean, I'm not saying like, how do you get them? But more like when you have a client, how do you keep a client? You know, kind of like what me and you talked about before we started the podcast of, there's some yeah, yeah. there's some things that you do that are important as far as maintaining a, you know a client, but more a relationship, I guess, is a better way of putting it. Yeah, well, in my case, you know, Robbie with Blood Origin, I'm just using him for an example because he's a big long term client. He's been more of a friend, you know. But I w- I wouldn't say with most most of your clients, try not to, you know, you want to befriend them, but you don't want to be too friendly. You know, you still want to maintain that professionalism while you're there, especially on, you know, while you're filming or while, while the process is, is ongoing. But, uh, you know, I mean, as far as when you're off camera, don't, you know, at the end of the day, they picked you, you didn't really pick them. So you should feel honored that they want you to be there the way I see it. Uh, and then, you know, with that, they're going to want you back in camp because you're respectful. You respect them. You respect their time. At the end of the day, they are the ones paying you. Yeah. Yeah, one and one of the things that I think is important out of that statement is, you know, kind of what I, I've talked about before is 
another really important part of that is in, in maintaining a client is being somebody in camp and in that downtime or in that time where you're not filming that, that not only your client, but the other people in camp want to be around. Um, I've had, I've been in camp with a lot of people, um, all different sorts, you know, kinds of kinds, I guess you could say, and good, bad, and ugly. You know, I've got, you know, people that I've worked with that the client has asked that they never come back to that camp. Like don't send, don't send that person back. Um, yeah, see, I've never been a part of anything like that, luckily, so I, I guess I can't really chime in. All of mine have been positive experiences as far as camps go. Uh, I've shared camps with, like you said, crazy different different walks of life. You know, I've had the beer drinkers. I've had the the ones that want to go to sleep at 7 with no TV on. And, you know, I, I got football games that I want to watch. Uh, so i got to stay up checking them on my phone. Uh, you yeah. name it. It's, it's, it's really important. It's important to be somebody like I tell guys is like, you've got to, if you have a bunch of special things that you need, if you've got all these, you know, if you're, if you are a pain in the butt in some way, shape or form, like you only eat certain things or you have to sleep a certain way or you, (laughs) the, the biggest one that I've found is a lot of young guys fall into this category is they get which we're getting into the subject, the social media thing is they want to be, they want to, they want to self promote their self and they want to show who they're with and what they're doing. And that's not the time or the place to do that. I I tell guys, if you want to self promote, let the content that you're, that you're creating be your promotion and use that on your social media. (laughs) Don't be in camp taking pictures with, you know, whoever you're in camp with, you know, if they ask you for a picture at the end, if you want something, I mean, that's one thing, but that's fine to be, you know, to be, you know, uh, you know, Instagram story in yourself while you're in camp with so-and-so, you know, making sure people see the, who you're with, like that is one way to not ever get invited back because nobody, especially people, especially people that are in front of a camera all the time to be in front of another camera. That's, exactly. that's, you know, because I, that's why I think the live thing scares me with hunts is there's going to be something that goes out there that can never be brought back. And, uh, I've been in enough camps and seen enough things to, if there would have been a live camera in that camp, it wouldn't have been good. Um, so yeah. it's that, that's another thing that scares me. It's just be, be one of those guys that people want to invite back. They, essentially, if you weren't filming, if they would invite they would you to, still, yeah, yeah, they would want you, to, would come, want you to come back out. and hang out. Exactly. If you're somebody they can hang out with, and you yep. can be, I, I I tell guys to be to be seen but not to be remembered type thing. Like you you don't want to put a, an impression in somebody's head that's negative. If you put an, any impression in their head, it's got to be good or indifferent. Um, Absolutely. Because I mean, dude, I've we could talk about this for days. I've seen some stuff. Yeah, holy no crap! I mean, I I agree a hundred percent. You know, I mean, during the, the filming of Blood Origins, I mean, we got to meet some incredible people as far as and and in out of their element, the normal element that you're used to seeing them in. You know, I mean, Cuz Strickland invited us. We filmed his episode and stayed two nights at his camp. And I got to bow hunt in his ground blind behind his house. Like, you know, you didn't see me out blasting that. Yeah, on social media. Uh, yeah, some of know, the coolest or, things. Or some some people would, you know. I was, well, yeah, like, this is really cool. Well, I was, I was about to say my dad saying, yeah. "Yeah, this is really cool," you know. 
Yeah, some of the coolest things I've ever done, I've never posted or have anything, you know, but yeah. in my head to remember mine, that's because that's out of respect for, you know, the people that either allowed me to do it or the people I was around. Um, yep. And I think that's, I think that's, that has a lot of value, even though, which we live in the the world of social media and it's, we've created that monster ourselves, but yep. I think that's, and I mean, it's a, it's a useful tool at times, but it, it does, it's a necessary, it it's a necessary evil for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's, that's a constant battle in my world, you know. Oh yeah. Wives, get off your phone. I'm like, but I'm replying to an email that's really important, or hey, somebody you know needs me for a hunt next week, or this or that. And I'm like, if I wouldn't have looked at my phone right now, I would I'd have missed out. Well, this podcast essentially, you know, was created out of that. Is the questions yeah. that I got all the time about yep. cameras and behind the scenes and running a company and freelancing and blah blah, you name it. You know, it's like. I figured this would be a good medium to not only talk about my experiences, but to get guys on to essentially tell theirs, you know, and get their side of the story because everybody's different. And I like to, I mean, I, I essentially created this to learn too, you know, I'm going to learn yep. something from you. Hopefully you learn something from me and then everybody's better for it. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I was thinking not too long ago, I was like, man, it'd be cool if somebody did that. I'd, I'd listen to it. And then lo and behold, I've seen your Instagram page and I was like, my aunt, my prayers, have been answered. There <laughs> well, is already one here. Well, hopefully, hopefully it's got something on there worth listening to. I don't know if we've talked about much that uh, you wouldn't already know, but maybe maybe we have. But I'm always up for for new subjects and yeah, something, to to, something to challenge something to challenge me for sure. Anything that you think we've missed that you need to that you want to dive deeper in as far as the way I do things. I mean, go for it. Heck yeah. Well, uh, well, that, that's kind of. Uh, and and that's why I wanted to talk to you about this, you know, about the the running the company subject because you're you're yeah. you're doing a similar thing than I am, and you know we kind of got into the pros and cons of it, you know, and and I told you my pros were, I love having my own schedule, I love kind of being my own boss and you know being yep. my own destiny, but the drawback of it is I'm by myself, uh, you know, and and I think your your pros and cons might be switched for mine. It's like you you want that help. And, uh, you, you want to be able to, you know, work on bigger projects with more people, whereas yep. I've, I've done that and I love that, but I'm to the place to where I want to be able to tell people no, because I know eventually there's going to be a client come through there and I'm going to get stuck on a project that I'm not enthusiastic about. And, yeah. And I think that's kind of why I'm more, I'm excited because I'm, I'm going to have kind of have that say so. Well, good for you. Uh, Heck yeah. You, you know, I'll, I'll kind of be in control of that as far as uh the projects go uh to an extent uh but yeah i mean it's gonna be i see where you're saying how that could be not not that fun getting stuck on something you're not real passionate about and that's what i worried but luckily the company that i'm working for i mean their slogan is a nature-based life so everything's conservation and hunting and camping and outdoor living and farming so I don't. I don't see a bad project being, you know, coming out of it. So that's yeah. that's a plus for me. Yeah, no doubt. Well, um, kind of the the next question I wanted to ask you was, uh, when you're when you're with a client and you have, you know, you've got a five day deer hunt or something, and you yep. know you're going to be hunting mornings and evenings, and there's maybe some downtime during that day or that night. What are some ways that you can add value to your client while you're there? 
I so, believe showing them that you're not uh, you're not wasting any of that downtime. Uh, you know, I, it just depends on the client. But I mean, I I take that time to go do time lapses, fly the drone, uh, dump footage from the morning and evening hunts, even go through and edit photos that I've taken to kind of give them the option of posting any real time feed to Insta story or anything like that. Just kind of edit them on the fly. So, Hey man, here's some stills from this morning. I don't know if you wanted to post anything, let, let your followers know, or, you know, have, have take them and do with what you please, you know, but here they are. And, uh, you know, just showing that you're always wanting to create. And I think they'll see that and they're like, man, we're definitely getting this guy back. And, you know, if his price goes up, we're going to stick with him. Yeah, that's exactly, uh, that's exactly the answer that I was hoping you would say, because, you know, I've had, I found out in the last year and a half of in that downtime, which I've always done that, those things in my downtime, except the pictures. And I've really only got into the photography thing the last two years of yeah. taking more pictures and um, you know, you know, shot composition and coloring and, pictures and, and light. Yeah, room. I was just totally using that as an example. You know, I mean, you could use that downtime to say, "Hey, you know, do y'all need to film any in live interview? You yeah. know, with a pretty scenery or anything like that." And if you don't absolutely, if it's rainy, you know, and you're it, everybody's asleep, and you're like, "Man, I really want to nap," you know, maybe even ask them, "Hey, guys, look, you know, we're rained out." not really doing nothing do you mind if i work on another project because they're gonna say man he had the audacity to ask before instead of just going and working on something else at least he asked us yeah and we, we don't have nothing for him to do but man that guy instead of napping he's gonna go work on something else you know, if he was on another hunt he would be working on our stuff yeah you well, know just just don't don't be on facebook and instagram and yeah. snapchat and just constantly be eager to to do something well dude what i what i found is if you go out and you take five or ten pictures that they can use for social media whether that's for yeah. product whether that's of uh, you know something that they have in camp or something that they're doing or if it's other pictures that you've already taken if you edit those pictures and airdrop them five or ten pictures a day and their they, eyes are going to light up their eyes are going to light up and they're going to call you back i can't tell Absolutely. you how many clients just from giving them 10 or 15 pictures during a, the course of a trip that are like, Hey, next trip, can we get pictures of this? And, th and it ends up being, yeah, can they you do more of that. It we'll ends up extra. It ends up that the, the photos have almost as much or more value than the video does because that, it's the instant and, gratification. And it, it does make you better. And it's the instant gratification that they're like, wow, I have we're this. Con seeing yeah. We're already product. seeing our product. We have, this for our social medias. We have this to send to our sponsors and our and our partners that are going to show that we're that they're adding value. You're adding value to them, and they're adding value to their the, to their sponsors. Um, it's I'm telling you, man, to go and take that downtime to take five or ten good pictures is oh, yeah. incredibly valuable. Like you can't even put a number on how valuable that is. And I love it, dude. I get so excited. Like I, if, dude, I look in, if I looked at my viewfinder, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is about to be good. Dude, I, I get more excited about pictures than I do video now. I know that's bad since I've... I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm partial, man. I'm, I don't know. They're both just... I love them equally. I, well, I think, it, I think I'd I like it. I used to love video way, way more. Yeah. 
but now I, I'm well, see, I'm, photos. I don't know why. I think it's because the reason I'm leaning more towards why I'm enjoying photos now is because it's still new to me. It's still yep. it's still not like I've done video for I mean I don't know eight or nine years or whatever it is, and this photo thing's you know a year and a half two years old to me so it's still new and I'm still like kind of seeing my potential and understanding shot composition and what I can do with you know some motion blur and some longer shutters and then doing night lapses like I love to do night lapses and Same. you know that kind of thing is like I didn't I didn't ever do that yep. before so that's more exciting to me now is like what kind of image can I get to hand to this client to say, okay, I'm going on another trip next week and you're coming with me. And yeah, and then the exactly. next one, the next one, the next one. So that's, to me, that's, uh, I guess that's what the little thrill of it for me. I'm looking at a bunch of images right now on the background of my computer, just some of the ones I've taken over the last two years. And just, I can remember where I was when I took them and why I took them and what I was thinking when I took them. So I, I, I enjoy them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what's, um, so go through, I know you said you had a red and, um, you had FS five and I think you said a five D Mark four. Um, what's, what's some of your other gear and, um, you know, what kind of media are you using to kind of, how do you keep all your stuff organized? So I have the red Raven and I have the, which Owen, my sidekick. I don't know if you know of Owen, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen Owen before. Uh, he actually has a DSLR, Canon DSLR um, 6D, and then I have a FS5 that he uses. So he's he's running with that right now. And then, you know, 24 to 70, 16 to 35, 70 to 200 Canon lenses. And then I have the 5D Mark IV. That's what I do all my photography with and time lapses, and I film with it as well, uh, just depending on what's needed i run a ronin s gimbal we have the phantom pro uh drone and a mavic pro i'm about to get that mavic too though it's yeah me too on order <laughs> yeah we played with brian's on this trip to canada and that thing was legit you're uh, gonna get the pro you're gonna get the two or the the two or the two. the two or the zoom that which one is this the pro and the zoom is that the two the two new ones what are they called What's that? You there's two ver. There's two versions. The, there's a zoom. You, you don't really need that. You just get the two. See, that's what I was thinking. Zoom and post. I yeah, mean, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You don't. You don't need the zoom. The uh, the thing does like hyperlapse and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, that's what I wanted it for. <clears throat> but uh, and then as far as other gear, I have a I have a Serp slingshot. It does some pretty cool motion time lapse. Long exposure, stars, it's pretty neat. Uh, other than that, I just got tripods and rails and jibs, you name it. I'm all the time, like, me and my dad, I'll be like, hey, man, I want to, I got this cool shot idea. I need you to help me build this rig. He's like, all right, and we'll get a bunch of scrap pieces together and build a rig. Like, I'm about to build one right now for a, a cool shot that I was thinking of the other day. And I'm going to need to engineer this rig for it, so I'm going to build it. Don't know who the lucky client is, but I'm going <laughs> to pitch this idea in the future. I'm going to be like, look, I got this cool idea. We're going to do a bunch of shots, shot like this, and it's going to be something that nobody's ever done, and it's going to be really cool. Do you want to try it? And hopefully they're like, yes. <laughs> That's just kind of how I'm weird. I'll find weird shot ideas and 
build rigs and try to try to get cool shots and yeah, no i like it i like the i like the ideas i like stuff that i've never seen even if it turns out cheesy i just like to oh, try it dude, there's there's been so many times i've tried to do something for like a whole day and i'm like i have to come to realization that it's just not gonna happen <laughs> yeah well at least you like, have the at least you have the wherewithal to say yeah this isn't near as cool get, as i thought yeah sometimes i get lucky and it turns out really cool like a hyperlapse I did the other day in Canada, I was like, this is probably not going to work, but I'm going to try it. And then after I rendered it out in After Effects, it looked pretty sweet. So you never know until you try. That's my that's my advice. Yeah, no doubt. How are you uh, How are you organizing everything? When you travel, how are you traveling? Travel-wise, uh, I run everything out of an F-stop bag, the uh, Shin. It's a pretty big bag. It, it runs... I can leave my red fully rigged up to uh, 70 to 200 with a battery on it where I can just lay it down, unzip it, and run, run and gun with it. Uh, it holds all my lenses, batteries, extra jacket, tripods, you name it, in one bag. It's uh, called the F-Stop what? I've never heard of that. F-Stop is the, the brand, mm-hmm. and the, the model is Shin, S-H-I-N-N. I believe it's like an 80 liter. It's... They're like eight hundred bucks, but man, they're worth it. Gotcha. Yeah, I never heard of that you, one. You you got to buy the outer pack, and then you got to buy what they call the ICU, which is all the foam padding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to just run out of Pelican cases, but uh, and maybe like one little soft bag. But after this Canada trip, um, and I rigged it up to run that red out of the bag. I'm just gonna continue to run out of this bag. It's awesome. Oh. That's a, I mean, that's a, an idea because I run out of Pelican still, um, which I'm not running a red yet. I've got I've got my FS7 and uh, A7R2 and 5D Mark II that I put all in one Pelican. Then I put I actually usually carry two, and then I'll put all my batteries, lenses, you know, chargers, all that yeah. crap in the other Pelican. Well, Shin, Shin makes a small or uh, F-Stop makes a smaller one than the Shin. It's called like the. Anha or something like that, A N J A, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a little bit smaller. I have one that's a similar size. I love it. You know, if you're running just DSLRs and three to four lenses, that's a good way to go. It's not as big as the Shin. The Shin's pretty bulky. Yeah. When you're running a pretty big camera, you can even throw. I mean, I throw my 5D in there and all my lenses and batteries and mics and the whole nine. Yeah, I like I like having to, I like putting I like having it's my, heavy. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, I bet it's heavy. I can just I, I mean just the red and lenses would be heavy. Yeah, I had that thing loaded down back in February when me and Robbie went on that sheep hunt. And the first hundred yards, I I was huffing and puffing like I thought I was gonna die. About to be a long week. The guy, the guy told Robbie, said, I don't think this dude's going to make it. <laughs> 43 miles later, I think I think I had about three blisters on each foot. Mm. Lost probably 20 pounds. But, man, you got the dream job, dude. I mean, this easy. You just go out and film hunts. Oh, man. I, I was That's what, in Canada, man, I was just told them guys, I was like, man, I just can't believe that this is my job. You know, I'm looking at this sunrise, just thanking the Lord for for letting me be able to do this for a living it's crazy no doubt man well yeah there is there's definitely the the pros definitely outweigh the cons but i tell my wife all the time she tells me she thinks that i just play she doesn't think that i actually do any work oh man my mom was so upset she was like you're going to canada 
it's going to be beautiful. She's seen all these pictures on Instagram, you know, of these mm-hmm. girls with their dog on, and a cup of coffee overlooking the yeah. beautiful lake. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, send her a picture of me with sleet and snow on my yep. head in the middle of a corn or a chickpea field freezing to death. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I here, went, here's your Instagram. Picture. Yeah. I did a, I did a Key West bow fishing trip this last year. And my wife was like, uh, yeah, you're going to Key West. You're not going to work. And I wanted to send her a picture of being out on this boat, 34 miles offshore, 100 degrees, not a shade tree in the world, nothing to eat, and no place to sit for 14 hours. I was like, this yep. is a freaking paradise, baby. You have no idea. Yep. I've ne- I, never been more miserable lie. in my life than that trip. I can't lie, though. I have sent her like some pictures of some really cool stuff, too, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh so yeah, I well, it's kinda, I just you know, told, I just wanted to, I wanted to bring, I want to bring her on an elk hunt or you know a really physical hunt, hand her a oh, camera yeah. and a tripod and say, put this on your shoulder, come with me. I should, I better not have to wait on you, and then see how much work she thinks I actually do after that trip's over. Oh yeah, yeah, she'll she'll have a much newfound respect for you. After yeah, that. well, I'm gonna do it eventually. I'm gonna find the right trip and we're gonna do it. Yeah, mine, mine wouldn't make it. She would just tell me no. Yeah. Well, I'm going to... She's gonna, not the hunter. Mine's, she's not really the hunter. She would be. She's not She's not against it, but uh, I think she would enjoy it. It would have to be the right conditions because if it's like below 55 degrees, my wife doesn't really operate. She's just, that's too cold for her. So it would have to be the right trip for sure. Yeah, for uh, sure. She would enjoy turkey season, I think. That would be right up her alley. Yeah, I think it it just take me time to get over the for mine to get over the uh, killing of the animal part. Oh, really? Yeah, no, mine <laughs> mine would be completely cool with that. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, I really appreciate you coming on here and talking to yeah, me man. for a minute. Um, t- tell uh tell everybody what your where they can find you on social media. So my personal, I'm on Facebook, Drew Seals. If you want to be my friend, <laughs> uh, but uh, Instagram mainly, uh, Drew underscore Seals. It's S E A L S, like the Navy, Navy SEALs. But, and then uh, I have Nature's Eye Media. You can follow that. I'll be taking over that Instagram as of January. I'm already starting to post to it a little bit, but uh, that's where you can see a lot of the behind the scenes and uh, kind of whatever we're getting our hands into there. That's There's sweet. No telling. We, I was with giraffes not too long ago, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, filming giraffes and. Uh, Wildebeest and Oryx and 200-inch whitetail and other stuff, you name it. Yeah, I saw some. I was following along with that. I didn't know what where you were. I knew you weren't in Africa because... Um, nope, I was in East Texas. Yeah. So there's no telling what we'll be into, so... That's definitely cool. Definitely worth a follow. Well, sweet, dude. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, are you going to be at ATA show? I believe we are. Yes, I should be okay. there. So, well, I'll ho- be, yeah, holler at me when you, when you're there. Holler at me when you're there, and we may can get together and do another one of these. Yeah, man, sounds good. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Well, uh, I will talk to you soon, and um, be careful and kill something big. I know you need to take some time for yourself and shoot something this fall. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I can't put this camera down. <laughs> well, I just put my camera down last week and finally got one killed. So I'm I'm uh, I'm set for the year. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that then. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Don't let me get ahead of you. I know. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Take care. If you enjoy the podcast, please go over to iTunes and give it a five star rating. If you love the podcast, I would please, I would beg you to write a review. That review gets this 
podcast in front of more people. And the more people that listen to it, the more people that might could learn from it. And the more people that learn from it would contact me and I could learn from them. And that's the whole point of starting the podcast in the first place. So iTunes, five-star rating, write a review. (laughs) 